Kentucky Roll Call podcasts are brought to you by Cornbread Hemp. Folks, the March sadness, it's over. But now, it's my favorite time of the year. It's derby season. And Cornbread Hemp, they've got you covered for all of this month's festivities. Your pet not ready for Thunder Over Louisville? Try the CBD oil for pets. Anxious to host a few family and friends in town? Well, maybe try some of that full-spectrum CBD capsules before bed. Feet a little sore from a long day of walking around the paddock and infield? Well, just rub some CBD oil on those tired legs. Last but not least, you're probably going to suck down one too many mint juleps. That's where the extra strength CBD gummies really hit the spot on the first Sunday in May. Just use the promo code BIGX at cornbreadhemp.com and you'll save 30% off at checkout. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Happy Derby from our friends at Cornbread Hemp. That draft was nutty. Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be- cat, just the cat, just cats. Cats, tip. cats, the cats. Tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's gonna throw. Conrad. Touchdown. Kentucky. Touchdown. Kentucky. <laughs> Victory. Kentucky. Like, give your fans what they want. You dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, his buggers over here. <laughs> Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday to you. April 29th, 2022. This is Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Buston, Scootin, Hoosier Dingus here on your Friday morning. Folks, Kenny Pickett. The heart of the Steel City, the future of the Steel City. Let's, Let's go. give it up for Kitty P. Hometown hero, baby. We got our guy. Let's go. Jeez. Man, suck for you too. Justin, are we are we happy? Are we are, I'm no, selling myself? Hell a no. Bit. Hell selling, no, we're not I mean, happy. I've got no Malik Troy. Willis was still there. Malik Willis on the board. We take Kenny Pickett. Awesome. But is Malik Willis good? I would have rather had him and his athleticism than Kenny Pickett and his small hands. Man, okay. I, I've got to, before we get into the picks, I want to discuss some of the broadcasts because I did the thing where I bounced around to each one, uh, hoping to never run into commercials, but also just to kind of, I would get sick of one and then go to the next, get sick of one, go to the next. The ESPN one, actually, I think was probably the worst. And it's because they got so takey so fast. It was like, all right, 
this person's getting picked. Let's immediately get our hot take in on in on the person instead of not not even giving them like thirty seconds to make the extremely long walk from the casino to the to actually be up there uh, to pose for that picture with Roger Goodell. Uh, ESPN would just immediately go to the takes and within. 15 seconds, you've got Kenny Pickett, who's still crying, hasn't even gotten up from a seat. He's just an emotional wreck, like, holy crap, I'm going to be the hometown hero for the Pittsburgh Steelers and win 17 Super Bowls for the greatest team that ever was. He was so overwhelmed by emotion, and immediately Lewis Riddick is holding a football and explaining to me how his hand size does not matter. And Booger's just, uh, well, Lewis, look, I mean, it was it was just a, a train wreck of uh, a take quake all over the place. Let, let it breathe a little ESPN. Let it breathe. We got plenty of time to talk about his hands. I'm ready to talk about how he's going to take the Steelers to the Super Bowl and immediately challenge Mitch Trubisky for the starting quarterback position. Is that even saying much, though? No offense. No, no, it's not. Um, and also, Justin, if you want to tell me what they think about Mitch Trubisky, taking Kenny Pickett is pretty loud and clear what they think about Mitch Trubisky. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Pretty scary. But they they had their pick. They had their pick of the litter. So, um, what? it's not like you can, you can blame somebody else for taking. Oh, I, I don't know. Watching the draft Ooh. last night, I don't know. I, I think we may look back, Roush, on this uh, this past college football season. And we may end up saying this Georgia defense was really good in hindsight. <laughs> you think? You know, they didn't always have the on-the-field results to show it, but you see how that many people get drafted, and good night. That, that's a, a Green Bay was just like, bring your helmets with you. We got a good paint guy. We'll we'll get keep the G's the same. We'll switch the rest of the colors. You just come on and bring up what you got. They, they went heavy on the Bulldogs. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, got Devontae Wyatt and Quay Walker. And I uh, another thing, too, about the ESPN broadcast, and, I mean, they did it on all of them because even Daniel Jeremiah had to explain it to NFL Network viewers. The Packers get up, and all of the talk going into this was all about, uh, got to get Aaron Rodgers a receiver. Got to get Aaron Rodgers a receiver. Well, the draft went and lost its mind, and all of the receivers started moving pretty quickly, both on teams and the top of the draft boards. And, there wasn't there wasn't a whole lot there. <laughs> there wasn't a whole lot left. The top six guys were already off the board, and everybody's like, "Well, sorry, Aaron Rodgers, you just we we got to get you somebody different. We can't we can't do the receiver. Maybe we'll 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 cash in later, but right now we got to take Devontae White because he is an enormous human being, and there's not many enormous human beings left out there. But I, I loved how much they had to give that caveat before. Uh, the the Packers actually issued their pick, and you knew it wasn't going to be a wide receiver. Yeah, I, that that I was very happy they didn't take a wide receiver for the exact same reason of everything that you just said. Uh, it was a mad dash to get pass catchers in the draft, and by the time Green Bay came up, there just wasn't good value. I get that you want to get somebody, that's all fine, but you shouldn't waste a first round pick, one of your two first round picks on somebody that would have been like a late second rounder or a mid second rounder. It's just juice ain't worth the squeeze at that point. And there was a few names of wide receivers that I was interested in and intrigued by, but uh, they were gone. They were gone much earlier and yet even teams trading up to get wide receivers. So, um, so be it. You can always make a trade elsewhere. You got a lot of nice pieces. You got a lot of nice young pieces. So 
if you if you feel like you need another wide receiver, and you probably do, you can. There's other ways to go about it. You didn't need to go uh, stealing a guy too early. And hell, just go get Wandell Robinson today. Bada boom, bada bing. You're taken yep. care of. Yep. Just see, and that's the thing is, there's still guys like Wandell Robinson out there that you can get a lot of good value with in the second and third rounds. Um, so I I will uh, I will say I thought they might have gone with uh, the Jermaine Johnson guy, the the edge from uh, Florida State. He ended up hanging around uh, longer than anticipated. Was he the was he the last guy in the green room? I was fading towards the end of the night. Uh, I don't know. We we I, so I, I I pulled a Roush last night. Had a little poker night myself. Hey, went to a, went to a buddy's house. It was kind of disguised as a diaper party sort of deal. Um, it was a good time. Great time and. I won. I haven't won money at a friend's poker night, although uh, I'll play them hardly ever. Um, in a good bit. Sometimes we'll do like the, we'll do a virtual poker thing on our phones. And I've won in that a, a couple times, but I won like a hundred bucks, which in friend's right. poker, that may as well be oh, like you're 500, taking, you know? Yeah, it's it's worth, yeah, that's, that's the exact translation. At least times four when you're taking your friend's money. And it's in person too, so you can just like, rub it in their faces when you do beat them. Um, so I last night, though, there was so much that happened, TJ. I'm glad that I was just exclusively locked in because so much. not only did we have the uncertainty with the top few picks, uh, I, our first surprise was Derek Stingley being going ahead of Sauce Gardner. I mean, they went back, back to back, but Stingley just not playing for two years and then still being a top five pick, that's pretty nuts. Uh, but then we had the trades, and I, I don't know which one was more shocking, but they happened so quickly within – I mean, it was like back-to-back. -back. I, I, it was difficult for me to process. But um, Trevor Kelsey was one happy man last night, one one very, very happy man. The Eagles, uh, right after the three Ohio State guys – I say three just because Jamison Williams – was at Ohio State and transferred to Alabama last year. They go off the board one, two, three uh, in a row. And you wonder, well, what are, what are the Eagles going to do? So they get Jordan Davis, yet they trade around and are able to get the Titans, A.J. Brown, and also sign him to a four-year deal. Uh, Trevor, I think his words were, um, if I meet a woman tonight, then it's top 10 night of my life. So he was he was on cloud nine. And Titans fans were just sitting there like, are you are, are are you serious? But the funny thing about it though is as that pick as that trade's happening, Daniel Jeremiah's like, well, you'll never guess who my Traylon Burks uh comp is, and it's AJ Brown. So they're like, Well, you know what? We're gonna trade away our guaranteed guy that we know is good, but we're gonna have to pay a lot of money and just to get a guy who we think can be him and keep him on a cheap contract. So it was a bold, bold move, and it uh, helped make for a very interesting night. Yeah, the old just replace you with somebody a little younger, a little nicer, more importantly, a little cheaper. Justin, what did you think of that trade? That was a pretty big move in the draft. I admittedly did not see the draft. I saw, I saw, I think, the first five picks. I fell asleep like an old man on my couch last night at like 9:15. It was it was oh, pretty sad. That is sad. That is yeah. borderline depressing. What? You didn't even like watch yeah. your team pick your quarterback of the future? I that didn't. moment. No. I, no, I, I, you know, and that, it was really confusing. 
it, it was really confusing for me this morning when I wake up to the tweet of TJ tagging both of us, which is ha 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 ha. And I'm like, oh God, what happened? So I got online oh. and I was looking for a freaking draft list for forever. Where can you all tell me a simple place to go to find a draft list just with the order and the picks? Because it took me forever to find one this morning. I don't need all the analysis on the picks. Just show me who the picks were. That's really embarrassing. No offense. Yeah, uh, the app. NFL draft order. Okay. Google. It comes yeah. right up. That's there's something about being I, I, a producer in this town that you you do not like watching sporting events. I love watching sporting events. I just I couldn't do it last night, guys. It, it was my Friday, so I, I drank a little bit. I I, I just passed out. So I, I would have loved to watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just go on your ESPN app and go to scores, and uh, it's there. They're they're all there. Yeah, um, man. Overall, for it being for it being a draft where you weren't like really blown away with the first round names i thought it was entertaining just yeah. there was some drama there were some nice moves again uh did you nfl draft grades of trayvon walker was i think an 80 i swear i think it seemed like he had the worst first round grade of anybody in the first round that it was the number one pick according to nfl uh, tv's website but it was um yeah, it was a fun night. It was a good. It was a good time, and then the NBA games to go along with it uh, were enjoyable as well. My only freaking loss were the Jazz, uh, and they had a three pointer there at the at the end to win it, which was very exciting. Yeah, you missed a good one in that one, Justin. They had a wide open look. They could have gone for the tie. They could have attacked inside, but instead they set up a play for I forget exactly who it was. Uh, probably their best shooter, but. You know, at that point, the beers were kind of flowing um, and just missed it. Wide open, wide open look at the horn. And uh, it was Bodanovich. Yeah, it was exactly who you'd be totally all right with taking a three in that spot and no good. So the Mavericks close out the Jazz on the road. The Suns close out the Pelicans on the road and the 76ers beat down the Toronto Dinosaurs to also close out toronto on the road so three games last night three series come to an end that was your nba sports action it was a good sports night all around good night we'll talk more draft we'll talk more really whatever you all have in store or in mind 502-414-1450 is the thornton's text line it's friday everybody's already in a good mood be the office hero bring in a box of thornton's donuts bring in some fresh fruit maybe some coffee text the office work group what does everybody like to drink and you can be the big wig at your place by bringing in some thornton's on a friday you'll be remembered you'll be liked maybe you're at a new job that's a good way to make a good impression stop by thornton's shout out to kelly leonardo and alex cupper um in terms of draft and nba that's I'm I'm willing, if you all have got any more takes, I'm willing to hear them. Today, we can talk more about NFL Draft today. Today's the big one for UK, fellas. Mm -hmm. uh, they are probably four guys getting drafted, Roush. I don't know. Maybe that number could be higher, maybe a lower. But I, I think that people feel solid about that. Yeah, I feel pretty good about four um, getting taken today. Because uh, most of the people have written – their stonks are up. And the one the one pick that I'm really looking for today – I, I can see Josh Pascal going to the Ravens pretty quickly. Uh, the one in the 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 first round player that I thought they could take that would put him off the board was Jordan Davis. 
but he ended up going to couple picks yeah he ended up getting taken in the pick before uh they were up so i ended up getting safety kyle hamilton but i can see them getting there there was some scuttlebutt pascal to the ravens and also some uh pascal to the Bengals talk so he's probably he's who i foresee is the first one off the board and then it's kind of you know a crapshoot at that point because you don't know who's going to take a chance on uh wandell robinson when, when they're going to feel the need to get a receiver but it'll be between him and canard or you know heck maybe even luke fortner there's a couple interior offensive linemen that went a little bit quicker than i thought last night so i i, I think if you're looking at things as far as uh guys who could who played their position that could be taken over and i think it worked out well for the cats i signed as far as their draft stonks however I do worry about our current cats out there. Um, I'm not sure the situation at the other cornerback spot or which specific one they're going to take, but the Texans and the Jets both got cornerbacks in the top five, and Lonnie Johnson's with Houston, and Brandon Eccles is with the Jets. Both started, I think, not not every, Eccles didn't start starting until like a month into the season, but he started for most of it, as well as uh, Lonnie. So, um, I, I don't know if that's they're going to be playing the other side, but needless to say, they they got their work cut out for them to uh, to keep their their starting jobs. And hell, Lonnie might even be on the move just based on the way his contract's working. So just uh, a, a few little takeaways on how last night's draft affected the UK guys, uh, Mister Sports Soccer. No, no, you can't trade Lonnie. Yeah, you just can't. Can see him doing it though. It wouldn't be right. Uh, they, you- they, they, the trades were just not. I mean, there were so many, and I know the Eagles. I mentioned them getting AJ Brown. They traded down early on in the draft too to have that pick to be able to move around. I, I don't have the specifics yet, but I know they made three, two trades to end up getting their two picks. Um, or uh, I don't should say two picks, but AJ Brown another one. So, um, oh yeah, two picks because they had Jordan Davis as well. So. Uh, and then shipping Hollywood Brown off to Arizona. I thought that was a, a nice way for the Cardinals to try to shut up Kyler Murray. But also, um, are they sending the message to Lamar Jackson that we don't want you here? Is it time for Lamar to get on the move? I don't know. I didn't think that, but uh, it would be hilarious. A lot of and then just the Ravens games in Louisville just don't get broadcasted ever. And people act like it never happened that the city embraced the team. It would be funny. <laughs> it would be pretty funny. Um, the, their second pick TJ was Tyler Linderbaum. And I know you were probably more locked in on the poker, but I had it on the ABC version of the broadcast at that point. And ABC was basically, we're doing college game day and we're going to do like the puff pieces and interview the parents after the player gets picked. It was Laura Rutledge doing all that, talking to mom and dad. With Linderbaum, they had a video feature ready to go uh, discussing his wrestling rivalry in the state of Iowa with Tristan Wirfs, who they were teammates a couple of years ago at Iowa, and Wirfs won the Super Bowl with them. And it was really cool because – Instead of just getting hot takes about why do you take a center, blah, 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 you know, why isn't Lamar Jackson getting receivers? He's holding like I, it, it didn't immediately go to the hot takes. It went to Linderbaum pinning uh, Wirfs in the last time that they wrestled against one another. And Linderbaum's so much tinier than Wirfs. Wirfs is just this hulking human. 
and Linderbaum scoops him and pins him in double overtime for the win and like the Iowa State Championship. People go nuts. It was a it, it was a, it was a nice little video. That's what it. Even though it was cornbally at times, and Michael Buble was on there, and I think Chris Angel made an appearance on the set. Uh, it, it had its its positive moments. It at least kept things uh, interesting. I, I just I know Bengals fans weren't happy with that. They wanted him in Cincinnati, and then not only that, you don't get him. He goes to an in division rival. But what do we think of the Vegas setup, Scoots? I know you didn't watch all of it, but you probably saw enough to at least get the lay of the land. Yeah, I thought it was cool. I mean, uh, it was definitely something that if I was in Vegas for it would have been neat to go to um seemed like there was a lot of I don't know I guess hype around it seemed like everybody was having a good time that I saw in my five picks Vegas bad sports town uh, I'm just gonna go out and say it the fans there were terrible they were transient uh so the way they have it set up uh TJ because they kept showing the fans of individual teams those people are they get I don't it's like they basically have two different sections at these drafts where you have a front uh, kind of roped off area where they have reps from all 32 teams wearing their jerseys. Basically, the teams pick these people uh, to be their fan reps. Um, and I don't know if they get all expense paid, but they get this reserve spot that's free. And then behind them, it's just the general masses of people. And when they kept cutting away, they would show – it was just kind of an in and out casual crowd. There weren't the, um, you, you didn't have just a mass of people just sitting out there for the entire thing. They were going in and out. And that's why when they were looking for a Cowboys fan on the broadcast, they kept showing the same bozo with the freaking, uh, was it lights or Mason jars on his head? It was the same guy for, he was just on camera for five minutes in a row because Jerry Jones would take a sweet ass time to pick an offensive tackle. They kept showing the same doofy fan because there was no fans there. They were all going in and out of that stupid hangar. Bad sports town, Las Vegas. Uh, bad take, but I thought it was a cool setup. I thought the – anybody that's been to Vegas, yeah, it was neat just being like, oh, I've been there. Oh, they were there. I, I, I was there. And, you know, you could point out your own memories and whatnot. I think the coolest thing the NFL's done, and not that they're all as maybe successful as the Nashville go-around, but moving the draft to different cities was you see it and you see how cool it is. You're like, why, why weren't they doing that annually? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's such a big deal where it's at. I mean, obviously Vegas is just such a huge town for tourists anyways, that it was going to be packed and at least going to make for cool pictures and cool TV views that they were going to do it out there, but it's going to be Kansas city next year. I, I don't, I, I think Kansas city is an okay town. I don't think it's amazing. I don't think it's terrible. But like I bet that the scenes oh. from Kansas City next year are unbelievable. And I know the Green Bay is trying to get a draft as well. Mm -hmm. But I, I love that they move it around. I think that's very cool, and it makes for a cool draft. The uh, I, I think that one is going to be fun, though, because you, you I know what kind of fan is going to be there. And you know the – I feel like I know the kind of Las Vegas fan because there's a lot of people who travel in town. Uh, I did enjoy the part of the setup where Sauce Gardner didn't know where he was going um whenever he was supposed to be walking to the stage and it felt like some of those walks to the stage took just an eternity i mean it was was he the one that went massive, the wrong way yeah. yeah 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 and then had to like start running the other direction to yeah that was time. that was good fun yeah oh uh, we got to cut out some of like the oh, the advertisement picks like hey 
you know, Amazon's having a game. The that in, and we're going to tell you it after we talk for five minutes. Shut up. Just do the pick and then do your little Amazon spiel. Like, nobody wants to hear it. Uh, the only cool one of those was the Make-A-Wish kid who didn't, one, seem like a kid, and two, seemed like the most hyped-up person in Las Vegas. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That made for really cool TV. But besides yeah. that fella, the uh, rest yeah. were just like, oh, gosh, come on. Just say that. Oh, when they had the kids wearing the football jerseys that Roger Goodell was, like, dapping up oh. and awkwardly hugging. Holy yeah. God. Get those kids <sighs> the hell out of here. <laughs> the the Amazon Prime announcement was just, oh, that it was it was pulling teeth. Where we've got Tony Gonzalez and Austin Eckler here to get you hyped up for the game. It's like I don't need uh, you can bring him on stage. I don't need Austin Eckler talking to me right now. He what's he going to say to give me? I'm going to watch that stupid game no matter what. Him talking to me right now is not going to change my mind one way or another. So just get the hell out of here, Austin Eckler. Yeah, you hear that, Austin? Get out. All right. It wasn't all NFL draft and NBA last night. There was some drama, including a UK player and a beloved TV media personality. We'll give you the scoop. We'll give our thoughts. We'll do it all here on KRC. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen will be right back. Friday edition of the show here on the Big X Sports Radio. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. The only thing I've learned in the last two hours is that American men love drinking beer, pee too often, and have trouble getting erections. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen here on your Friday. It is Justin's weekend, ladies and germs. So watch out for scooting all around town. But most likely, you can find scoots on a golf course. Uh, the, if the rain can hold off, the temperatures look perfect, Justin. Perfect day for the Big Exports Radio golf card. Maybe the last day that we even talk about them, because maybe after this weekend they're going to be sold out. But if you want them, get them. There's a lot of great courses there. Absolutely. And I, I will be on not one of the Big X courses, but I will be on a course today. Um, you can find five great courses on the Big X card. However, Christmas Lake and Santa Claus, Indiana. You've got Old Capitol and Corden. You've got Chariot Run and you've got Valley View and Jeff Elks as well, all under $25 a round. Make sure you get yours today, BigXSportsRadio.com, or you can call 812-725-1457. Yeah, after this weekend, most likely probably not going to be any hanging around. So if you want them, get them, jump on them. Uh, it's a great value anyways. Really, if you end up playing like three courses, you get you get more than your money's worth. Um, good value, good golf card, great courses. Where are you going to play today, so, Scoots? I know it's not on the golf card, but where are you, where are you hitting the links? Um, so I'll be out in Salem with my uncle. That's He lives out there. So it's a, it's a good little hour drive for me, but it'll be fun playing with him today so looking forward to that but uh, one thing i wanted to update so we always talk about chariot run 
when it comes to the golf cart and how it's $75 and you're saving all this money. I went to Valley View last weekend. It was $53. So those two courses alone get you your money's worth on the golf cart. Wow. That's a good point. Yeah, it's good value. It's worth mm, it. Great value, some might say. Scooch will go up to Old Salem. Any witches in Salem, Indiana? There are not. No, different from Salem, Oregon. Well, <laughs> just leave it. Uh, <laughs> all right, Ralph, what do you got planned for this weekend, pal? Uh, a lot. It's not mega sports Saturday, but it's mega festivity Saturday. Got uh, a mini marathon in the morning uh, and uh, a party in the afternoon and then a party that evening. So, yeah, it's going to be a busy, hectic, fun day. Looking forward which, to it. Which part are you looking most forward to? Um, I don't know. One of them is going to be a wedding shower at like kind of a bar area that I, that's going to be nice. Um, and the, the, uh, the other one's going to have, I think more kids there. So maybe, I don't know which one Duke will be more entertained by, but either way, it's, it's going to be a, be a good time all around. Just need to make sure you get a good nap in at some point. And, uh, I mean, for both Duke and myself, I tried to put him on the spot scoots and he wouldn't bite. No (laughs) master plan. Right. But don't you all just get like pretty lubricated when you're yelling at the marathon runners? Yeah, but I know that like I've got to watch after my son. So, you know, I don't I don't know how much of a handful he's going to be. So I've got to and it's a long day. So I have to be very disciplined, diligent uh, when we start the mini marathon tomorrow. Mostly looking forward to how can Roush make this a family friendly event? So I've got I've got to keep that in the back of my mind throughout. You heard it here first. Rosh's friends, he's taking it super easy at the marathon tomorrow. First time in years that they, you all have been able to get back together, and Roush may just be having a brew. Oh, so you all, a- so just to get it correct, you've told me this before, but you yes. all usually have like anywhere between 15 and 25 beers, and you all just uh, berate and embarrass the runners as they go by, like make fun of them. No, really, no. Really we, 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 self-conscious areas. We, we give them rounds of applause, lots of high fives. We pass out beers um, to folks who want it. Cups of beers too. We're not going to be. It's like you know, it's like uh, it's like you're on the Michael Scott Run for Rabies Marathon. You got to have a place to have a pit stop. So we provide a nice pit stop, a nice little bit, a bit of encouragement. Uh, it is going to be a lighter crowd too because people, the a, a lot of usual suspects have things going on. So I think that is another reason why I won't be as um as insane if you will because <laughs> uh, one, one of our more notorious uh um mini marathon runners racers fans he is uh he, he's out of town for the weekend so uh bert's out so we're, we're we'll be able to to hang just fine we can slow our roll good well it sounds like a nice it'll be a good time look forward to some updates and we can talk about it on monday I, uh, two things last night just really took off in the not draft or NBA sports related. And I know we, we teased the t- Dick Vitale one, so we'll probably start there. He had a tweet, Roush, that got a lot of people upset. The thing is, Dickie V's been doing the old man takes on nil and transfer portal for a while. This one just felt a lot more 
Why you gotta be so personal, Dickie V? Why you gotta we gotta pull Oscar Sheboy into this? He's not even Mr. Pay for Play either. Yeah, it was it, it, it was. I don't know if he just picked him because big, you know, big name, national player of the year. But it it seemed bizarre. I would just first off, this is a good reminder that, and I think Thomas Beisner had a good tweet about the whole thing. It's a good reminder that just because we disagree with somebody's opinion, it's not necessarily an invitation for a total and complete freakout. I think Dick Vitale, he, some people looked at it as him just kind of digging a deeper hole. I think I, I, I understood what he was trying to say. His wording was just terrible. He probably, he definitely shouldn't have singled out Oscar Sheboy. He could have just said, Hey, listen, it's an unfair advantage that some places are going to be able to get players to come back because of nil packages where other places they won't be able to do it. So the player really either go to the draft or more likely, probably transfer. And I don't think that's right. Guess what? That is not an opinion unique to Dick Vitale. We have heard that from a lot of folks. Of course, we heard all the clamoring for wanting nil and people being able to profit off their likeness. That was a good call. It happens, and now everybody's freaking out about it. But what I would tell Dick Vitale is, and I, you know, people were being way too personal. Just get It's a dude's opinion, and especially an yeah. old man's opinion just beat cancer like just kind of yeah. shake your head say i don't agree with you and move on i thought but, we also yeah. had reached a point with dickie v where we were just like all right just go off in the corner buddy i got i'm i'm just whatever dickie v says you know he he's reached a point he can do no wrong just you know uh he was cool. wrong to be like well these wacky uk fans in my comments what you i mean look at the look at your wording in your first tweet of course people are going to take some exceptions you just called it that. legalized yeah. cheating yeah like <laughs> which is now, uh oxymoron as well all right what i would ask dick vitale and i would love like i would actually love to ask this to him just to see his answer is uk and places like kentucky being able to make these big legalized cheating nil packages to keep people around. And this will transition into our other conversation here. Uh, Isaiah Wong at Miami has, was in the news yesterday. But if if UK and Duke and places like that can do that, how is that different than, say, I don't know, ESPN giving certain programs a million times more exposure than other programs? Not fair. It's not fair. You should You should put – you should put Murray State on ESPN as much as you put UK. It's recruits are going to want to obviously play on TV. It's not fair that ESPN only puts the good big games on TV constantly. And that's actually a, a, a because it came from me, obviously, but it's actually a great point because how like there have been, been built in unfair advantages for as long as there's been college sports. It's it's just the reality of it. And TV plays a huge role in that, but nobody ever talks about that. But you have this new nil era. And the truth of it is, Roush, is it's new. People are kind of like wide-eyed to the whole thing. It's Water is going to find its level. This isn't going to end up being as big as a deal as everybody's making it out to be. And it'll just be like anything else in college sports. The places with money are going to be better at it than the places without money. Uh, I don't know. It's It's... Kind of how ri the rich are getting richer. Big surprise. Yeah. It, it and you know, it, it you can even make a case that this could actually even help small schools because there could always be that one year where you're just able to get the hometown kid because 
instead of being the sixth or seventh nil person at UK or places like that, you get them, you throw a big advertising deal with the hometown restaurant or whatever it may be. Goodness gracious, UK Pez was going back to Facebook comments from like a well 43 weeks ago or 53 weeks ago, however long it was. Just like, oh man, UK Pez. I'd love to have as much free time as you do. He's like, still technically, there hasn't been a corporate brand that has nil deal with somebody. You were wrong. Wasn't a good look. But back to the Dick Vitale aspect of it. I think just for people that are so used to other things, this is just so out of the other the other college amateur model that we had for the the duration of our lives and even other people that have had lives twice as long as ours. It's it's new, it's scary to them, but it's it's as much legalized cheating, quote unquote, as ESPN picking their TV schedule. Quite literally, it's as much legalized cheating as that. So Dick, why don't you look in the mirror, give yourself a little wink, and say, you rock, buddy. But yeah, I, I take. Can we just – why are we waiting why, – why, we don't need Dick Vitale. We don't need you to, like, be out here standing for college coaches. They don't need it either. Just let's get some motivational uh, – no need to make people mad with some takes that nobody is going to agree with except for your coach buddies. So just let's let's keep it light, Dick EV. Let's keep it light. I, I, I don't want you to get roasted. Because I'm not just saying, I just, I, 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 I don't want to be mean to Dickie V, but he's really just asking for it with a take this bad. It's <laughs> such a bad take. The whole so thing like, was like, hey, you know, people can have a difference of opinions, but his was pretty bad. And then <laughs> it was really bad. It's like clinching his fist. And he's like, I could just unload on you, old man, but I'm not. I'm not <laughs> yeah. going to. All right. You're a cancer survivor. I'm going to lay off. Time, but the, the the worst part is there's yeah. gonna be somebody that wakes up today and goes on radio or some TV show and just lays into Dickie V and I'm I'm gonna feel I'm gonna feel bad for him because one it's, it's Dick gosh that guy mm. anything you want to add to the Dick Vitale conversation Justin I mean I just I, it's pretty. What's the word I'm looking for? I I get it coming from. You Dick agree Vitale. with him wholeheartedly, and I don't. Yeah, I don't necessarily. I don't nec- I'm I'm kind of on the fence on this one with him. I I don't like Neil either, I, and you all know that. But I, I expect it to come from someone like Dick Vitale. He's he's like you like you all have said. He's the old man. He's used to it being a certain way. So change is going to be hard for someone in their 80s. So I expect him to say something about it, but it's not going to lead to any change. So there's, it's really no point in bringing it up. That's that. That's a good conversation for maybe another day. It's just like Bill Self, you know, his was more about the transfer portal, but you've got pretty much everybody complaining about nil, the transfer portal. I think the genie's out of the bottle, baby. And there's no rubbing it the right way to be able to get it back in. It's out. I don't know. I don't know what, I don't even know what the NCAA could do. All right. You want to do, you want to put some restrictions on the transfer portal, but coaches can do whatever they want. Okay. Good luck. That's what you're going to hear back when you try to put some restrictions on it. So let's see how that goes. And then with nil, 
well, you're going to cap it. Okay. I guess that's your literal only option is to put a cap on what players can make. And that way, see, then it's a level playing field and smaller schools, they can meet, meet this quota too. Then you'll just get back to cheating again. And you'll just get back to where players will get paid under the table. And it's not going to change. It's the, the big schools will be the big schools and the small schools are going to be the small schools. So good luck, everybody whining. And that brings us into the Isaiah Wong conversation from last night, because I did like I wasn't on my phone a great deal last night, but I was on it occasionally. And I like the first time I opened it and saw people kind of freaking out about it. I was like, oh, oh, that's an interesting story. I get why people are talking about it. But it was like every other time I opened my phone up, like 45 minutes later, an hour later, 30 minutes later, whatever it may be, sometimes five minutes later, um, people were still whining and moaning and groaning about it. And I don't, understand, <laughs> I don't understand it. Like you have people be like, see, this is what we were afraid of. People are just dumb. There's no real other way around it. Just folks don't, I, I, I can't comprehend. Do people not think about what like an alternative response could be to situations before they talk? I don't think people do that. It seems like a very common sense thing to say is like, well, if I say this, what's a good combatant to it? This. Okay, so I should actually say this. That way it takes that out of the equation. But I'm sorry. How is it any different than a player going to a coach and saying, hey, I, I'm, I need more playing time or I'm out of here. It's hey, I want a bigger role or, or I'm going to transfer. Instead, we're in a new era. Uh, I know it's freaky for a lot of folks, but it's a new nil era. And instead, he says, Hey, you all just got this new kid, eight hundred thousand dollars. I want something. I want something like that. And good for him. And guess what, Miami? You don't have to say yes. You could say, "Get to walking, baby. We don't have it available for you. We spent it on Nigel Pack. Uh, we can get you. We can get you three hundred thousand dollars. Hope that can hold you over." They can say no. And yeah. I don't. It, it, it's no different than a player saying, "Hey, coach." I may look elsewhere because I want a bigger role and I don't think I'm getting it here. And guess what? Sometimes coaches will lie and say, we'll get you a bigger role, baby. You can promise me. And then they hang around and they don't get that bigger role and they got lied to. At least in this instance, you can't really lie to Wong. Either he's going to get his money or he won't. I love it. And he's being straightforward about it. Uh, I guess maybe the only thing you could criticize is you could have potentially kept this behind it, closed it, doors right. and done it instead of like mm -hmm. publicly kind of making demands like you're a professional player. But we we always emulate professional athletes. We did it when we were toddlers learning how to play the sport. Of course, college athletes are going to do it with contract negotiations or financial. And this will happen a lot of places, folks. And supposedly, this was the exact hiccup with Antonio Reeves. We talked about the situations, about what could have been, what happened, why did he seem like he was going to be a commit and then not – so the scuttlebutt that we've learned over the last 24 hours is he committed over the weekend. That's why you had the media crew tweeting out, I hear a commitment. And that's why we were talking about a commitment. We knew it was coming. We said that there was a video crew doing kind of the commitment video slash the pictures and whatnot. Uh, we knew that it was happening. And then all of a sudden it didn't happen. And then he made out his top five. And we were trying to figure out what was the reason behind that. Supposedly, I think Travis Graff from Cats Illustrated was the first to say this, but I've read it in a couple other spots. Supposedly, he was going to commit, and then they just wanted to kind of shore up some nil stuff that they, hey, just so you know, like we do have some other options and blah, blah, blah. And I think Kentucky just had to say, oh, yeah, absolutely. Like you're, you'll get taken care of in this area, this area. But supposedly he just needed to hear it again. This is going to be something that's going to happen in recruitments. It's already. It's going to be something that's happening in the transfer portal. It's already happening. 
money's going to matter. And it should for any sort of job. It matters. You wouldn't just go take a new job at a new town and not wonder about what your pay is. This is the same thing with college athletes. People just need to, that was, uh, people really embarrassed themselves with the Wong takes last night. The Wong takes. How about you come to KRC for the right takes? There we go. Uh, and the thing, I think it's just people were pissed off about the way he went about it, that it wasn't, he made it publicly known through a Giovanni. Uh, I, and you know what, though? That's him saying it's his announcement to all the college basketball world. Like, you know, uh, let's start a bidding war. Let's see what we can get this to. I don't blame him, not one bit. Uh, it's just people are mad that he's that this is the process in which some of this stuff's going to play out because you know that even in the in the pre nil days when guys were being recruited out of high school that there was similar negotiating stuff but it was all behind closed doors with middlemen where that's how they informed their coaches how much they needed to be able to get to a school so it's just going about it in a different way and it, it makes people uncomfortable but it's not it's not anything new either. Uh, it's just now we've got to see it smacked right in our faces on Twitter and people are losing their, 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 you know, what's change can be tough for people, especially scoots. Correct. But this, this case is, is kind of ridiculous though. If we're being honest, I mean, just stop being such a baby Two, what is it? Five, six years ago, you wouldn't have made any money playing college basketball, at least not any legal money. But now you're not getting enough, and you're gonna threaten to leave if you don't get it. Come on, that's so stupid. Oh, I think he's not being so perfectly. Elite Justin, eight. I, it's a, he just cashed, he got Miami I mean, it's, to its first elite eight ever. I mean, it's great on him. He a great job. He's he's got all the leverage, and he knows it. So I'm kudos to him for realizing that. But it, it, I hate it. I hate it. I'll never come around to it. I don't think. So, it, 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 but it's no different than you getting an opportunity to follow, um, let's say Jeff High, you follow them to the state championship game. Uh, they win on a buzzer beater and you have an all-time call that goes viral. You're not going to take that momentum and turn it and try to turn it into a job call and play-by-play for BTN or something like that? I mean, yeah, I guess. I, yeah, I guess. If When you put it that way. That, that, See, and that's the thing. We just have to change our brains to college sports is different than the real world. No, it's not. It's the same exact thing. It's just they're making a lot a lot more money and haven't been allowed to do that up until this point. Here's a here's a novel concept. Why don't you just go out and play hard and good on the court and you'll get to the NBA and make all the money you'll ever need? It's a concept. Yeah, that, that, that's one way to do it. But what if you also get money on the way there too? Which is where we're at. I get it. I'm just <laughs> get off my lawn. I'm just I, I don't know. I'm curmudgeon. TJ, I do appreciate that Justin knows that he's losing this argument, but he's just still just, absolutely like I, I just don't absolutely. like it. <laughs> and that's fine. Like I'm okay. Like having a personal opinion is totally fine um, in every regard of all walks of life. My issue is, is just nobody like Justin or Justin's side of this take has a good rationale besides I just don't like it. Like, I want to hear a good rationale. I want my opinion to be not changed necessarily, but I want to be, I want to hear something that makes me think like, oh, okay, well, that's a good point. And there's just none. 
There's just not even like a remotely I mean, good take of like why it's bad besides like it's different. They make money and I don't, and I don't like it. I mean, I, I brought it up when we first started talking about Neil, all, all the points that I was on. And for me, they're good points. But when you're in college, college athletes are the most entitled students on campus. They get tutoring. They get meal cards loaded up to the nines. They get dorms that they're not paying for. They're getting scholarships. They're not paying for their school. So they were getting paid. They just they weren't themselves seeing that. But they're, they're not leaving college with $50,000, $60,000 in debt. And 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 is it is I, I don't know where to go with this. I I understand, <laughs> Neil. Let me put it that way. I understand, Neil, but I'm not for it, if that makes sense. We know you're not for it because you've said it a thousand times. I still just like I don't think that it didn't used to be this way is just a good enough reason not to to do something. I like having these back and forth with you. I'm really not trying to poo-poo on your take. You're again, you're entitled to your opinion. I just wish you had a good reason for it. Like it will ruin college athletics because blah, 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 blah. And I don't, people I don't, don't do that. I think it's, it's just... gonna ruin college athletics, though, is the thing. I I've never I don't I don't know that that's to be true. I just for me, when I graduated college, I had sixty-five thousand dollars in debt. If you're a college athlete, you don't have that. That's that's already such a huge advantage in life moving forward. Not to mention you're gonna get millions on top of that. So I, I, Give give normal students scholarships. Yeah, let's normalize that. Yeah. How about that? And and to bring it back to Isaiah Wong though, I don't know how many millions Isaiah Wong is going to make in the NBA. He might as well try to make as much money now as he can. I mean, if and, you, if you're allowed to, if it's legal, then it's it's not cheating. It's just it's how the how the system works. It would be great, Justin, if everybody could get some money. But this isn't communist USSR, and be good at a sport. And be alive right now and not, you know, 10 years ago. But like that's I, I hate I hate to be the one to have to break this to you. But in this world, more talented people generally make more money and have better lives than less talented people. And sometimes it's, it's no it's not a working ethic thing. You're just born with gifted skills and you're able to profit on those gifted skills or you're born and you got the radio voice of a god. You know, Justin, not everybody can be so lucky. You got a pretty good too, buddy. <laughs> that's true just a different way you're right i got i gotta reset my brain and think about it in a different way but i do Thanks like where you're going with, with this conversation no problem uh it's it's a good segue into the student debt forgiveness that was in the news yesterday ralph so justin uh how about a little five minute monologue on that should we forgive everybody's student debts <laughs> i mean why not I, I think college is a sham anyway so yeah go for it do it <laughs> You're not going to get even mad though I don't have any. Have yeah, to, go for it. Yeah, you're going to get I mean, mad. Oh, that you had of to course, pay for yours absolutely. And they <laughs> oh, I'll I'll be furious that this didn't come out six years ago. Don't get me wrong. Absolutely, I will be. Just as a reminder to folks, if we forgive student debt, then everybody's paying for student debt. So the. <laughs> <laughs> it has to come somewhere, right? It, it, like it, so the 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 places that are the, the families that are more financially well off, they're going to be okay with it. That you know, they won't probably be okay with it, but like it's not going to really hit them or hurt them so much. But the families where taxes and prices of gasoline, like most families um, that don't necessarily live paycheck to paycheck per se, but you know, it, it every every bill matters. 
it's going to suck for those people that you're just going to have so to won't just like, go oh, away. I haven't, I haven't been in school. It, no, you can't just magically make money just disappear. Uh, it would be paid. I'm against it. would be paid by everybody. Um, that's the hard part about it. And also, like, you know, I can we well, let's do housing debt. Woo! <laughs> Release bridge toll debt. Woo! Like, why are we stopping with student loans? Let's you just know, go crazy. No it, more debt. No more debt. No more debt. No more debt. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I. So you're, you, you, you don't have to make that decision to get into student loan debt. Like, you, you don't have to. There are other ways to not be in debt that you can't end up paying for. And even if you got, like, yes, it sucks, but it's not to the point where you can't function as a human. Oh, you really can't afford to pay a $50 a month bill for a few years? Like, that's, that's what it is for. I know it can be more $50 burden, a more month? Burden for, I don't I, like Justin. I'm I'm throwing that out in the wind. If you but if you did fifty dollars a month for I don't know ten years, like I I'm saying for a lot of people who would have around thirty or forty grand or something like that. It's not like you you can't like you're going to be living on the streets because you can't afford to pay your student loan debt. Like that's not the yeah, kind of problem has, we're facing right now. Nobody has fifty dollars student loan bills though. I mean my my monthly payment was five hundred dollars. I mean that's a but, that's but, a okay, huge yes, chunk of change. But you to a should lot be the, the point of going to college though is to get a job or you can like that that's the point of getting your degree and going into debt is you get a degree in something that you can have a job that can cover that. Like that's 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 how the system works. I don't like somewhere in American culture we got twisted where it was like college is not about getting an education or getting informed in your degree of work. Instead, it's an American right of let's go have fun for four years. And then some people have to pay for it. Some people don't. But like, I'm sorry, if you go to a university where your tuition is $35,000 a year and you're going there and you're getting no offense, but like, it's just, you know, it's a field that only pays so much for a certain amount of time. And obviously you can make more money, but like if you're paying $35,000 a year for tuition and you're getting a teaching degree, then you maybe should have gone where some somewhere cheaper to get a yeah. teaching and like boom you still get your degree you're not paying as much for it and you get to go off into the workforce but instead you picked harvard and you're it's gonna it's really really expensive and or whatever expensive school they're all expensive but somewhere along the way america like what the the point of college kind of got twisted and warped into not hey this is actually supposed to benefit you and get you going on your career path versus like Hey, this is just almost high school extended. Let's go and have some fun, and you're going to pay for the privilege to do it. Um, weird little side road there on student debt, but mm -hmm. that was actually was it's it was kind of fun. Yeah, it ended up being a fun little debate. Good, good here and some different. I, when you realize you've got to pay for it, you make different decisions. So uh, my cousin, who I saw over the weekend, is eager to move out of the UK dorms because it's way too expensive, and he doesn't want to pay for it. So you have to make decisions like that. When you, if there Correct. are consequences for it, sometimes when you're like 19 year old, you've got to make like adult decisions and they're not always the easiest. Hour one done, hour two coming up. Scooch, you say something? <laughs> I said it sucks. Hate making decisions. As an I adult. thought you were, I thought you were telling us to suck it. <laughs> uh, that too, oh. suck it. 
I mean, you get some people that just pay a ton of money to go to Indiana for school. So God, like, imagine just uh, might as well light it on fire. Exactly. Pour gasoline on it, and light it on fire. <laughs> Hour, Hour two, two going up next. CJ Walker, Nick Roush. <laughs> <laughs> Take us to the break, you goober. Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back, hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call. If you're watching people run tomorrow and you think that's a fun form of entertainment, or if you've got real plans, Salsaritas can cater any and everything. And it's an important time for catering over the next eight days. Hell, even nine days. Let's throw Mother's Day into the equation. Map out your plan. Think about what you've got going on, what you want to have going on, and then you got to think about food. And let Salsaritas take care of it for you. They will bring it to you. You can do it all at the touch of your finger on the app. Salsaritas is delicious. Two locations in Louisville, Middletown, and St. Matthews. Middletown has a drive-thru. St. Matthews newly renovated. Both have nice outdoor patios if you want to enjoy some nice weather. But really, take advantage of their catering. If you're having a derby party, you're having friends over for Oaks or Thurby, whatever it may be, I want some salsa. Dugan texted us during the show, so we know that he's listening. We want some salsaritas on the backside. I know, yeah. it's early, but I think Pam would make it work for us. Uh, I think she'd find a way to make it happen. So we want some salsaritas. Uh, you want some salsaritas, and you can get your salsaritas all on your phone. Fun first hour. We've got some good stuff in hour two. We got a popping Thornton's text line. And Roush, you've always said you do what you want when you're popping. Oh, I have always said that. Um, and I, I like to pop. I like I, I really enjoy popping. Uh there's uh, there's some other sports things we probably need to get to. I, I threw in the Antonio Reeves. I was gonna have that written down to talk about, but I I already got to him. We learned a little again according to Travis Graff, but uh, learned some more about what was part of the hold up there and it was every uh, the old curmudgeons cover your ears but it was nil related that makes sense in that in that situation um we talked dick vitale in hour one just mm-hmm. a good reminder if you missed any of part of hour one the replay of the show is from nine to eleven but the best way to listen to kentucky roll call in my opinion is the podcast brought to you by our friends at cornbread hemp roush just figured i may as well i was talking about the podcast may as well yeah, might as well have some cornbread hemp too great time to get it it uh if you go to cornbreadhemp.com put in the promo code big x you get 30 percent off and it ships pretty quickly i think i got mine in two days um so order now by derby you'll be ready to rock and roll uh they've got extra strength cbd gummies but a variety of products uh, to help you with your aches and pains or Maybe you're having trouble sleeping, got a little bit of extra anxiety. Give Cornbread Hemp a try today. Promo code Big X at checkout for 30% off uh, of your order. And I know a good amount of you have, have taken advantage. Just 
trust us. It's uh, it, it's worth a try over at cornbreadhemp.com. Ooh, a good thing to do also, again, if you're running out ideas for Mother's Day gifts, get them some, get her some cornbread hemp. And then if they really don't like, if they're freaked out by it or whatever, one, you should tell them about how great it is. Two, boom, you could just be like, all right, well, then I'll take it back. More cornbread hemp for you. Boom. Bam. Thank you, ma'am. Great. I, want to, I do want to talk about the Jack Pilgrim's Dewan Wagner article on KSR, but we can get to that a little bit later on. Let's get to this Thornton's text line, shall we? Let's do it. 502-414-1450 is the number. Obviously, defense is important, but I'd much rather have a guy who can score and is a mediocre average defender than a lockdown guy who can't throw it in the ocean. Um, Yeah. I don't think they have to necessarily be one or the other, but I think the point was, is it has been a while um, since you feel like you've had that guy. I, I, and it was mostly uh, just a point to, to make TJ that as much as we like shooting and defense has to play an important role in this equation as well, because as much as people wanted to talk about how great Nate Oates was, as soon as their defense went away, they stunk. They kept shooting the threes, but they still stunk because they couldn't guard anybody. And that's that's just something that uh, we don't discuss enough when talking about these guys. We always look at the three-point shooting percentage numbers, but the, it's important as well. And that's what really hurt UK down the stretch. Yeah, it did. It, it's I guess that's kind of personal preference on if you just prefer more defensive-oriented or offensive-oriented. Kentucky is one big with both. Uh, multiple schools have national championships that are constructed differently. Um, it does seem like more folks are fans of the off people that can go get you a bucket when they have to. I, I just think you got to have a team that can have both. And uh, defensively, we're going to love Case and Wallace. That's going to be great. We know Wheeler is solid. You can kind of go across the board and say, yeah, yeah, that's that's good. That's good. That's good. I don't know if they have a great or elite defender. I wish they did. I, I think every Calipari team should have to try to, like, even if you just have to kind of reach for a guy. But if he is your uh, – DeAndre Ligon's offensive game caught up to his defense in a major way. He was not much for offense for a good chunk of his U.K. career. But guess who hit the three to close out UNC in that Elite Eight game in 2011? It was DeAndre Ligon's. And he hit – he had he had some big scoring games in that tournament. Uh, it eventually caught up to him. So in a perfect world, I do think every John Calipari Kentucky team needs to have a great elite defender. And I don't care if they're one of the worst offensive players in college basketball. Maybe they get better in that regard. Maybe they don't. But at least if one guy's just torching you, Roush, you can point to the bench and say, "Go get like go get him." I don't, you know, if this is right. gonna be a rock fight, it'll be a rock fight. But I'm sick of this guy. It's too easy for him. And unfortunately for UK, last season, it was I thought it was a good Kentucky team. He got upset by St. Peter's. Yep, they sure did. It sucked. I don't even like to think about it. But it was a good team. They didn't have a lockdown defender. Um, not anything really close to it. Maybe Collins becomes a freak shot blocker, and that can make up for not having a lockdown defender. We're going to need to see that before I believe it. I certainly think he's got the potential, and at some point could potentially be that. Uh, but we're going to need to see it before we can assume that that's going to happen. But uh, right now, no lockdown defenders. So I wish that that wasn't the case, but it doesn't also seem like there's any liabilities 
I think a lot of people may point to CJ Frederick and that could be race related. Uh, he's an, I think, I don't think he, I think he'll be fine. Uh, yeah. Uh, best, in, in, best defender on the floor, no way, but I don't think it'll be like he just gets totally abused. It also is helpful if you can trust your last line of defense to protect the rim. Um, because it, it, as long as you've got somebody back there that can at least help erase things or maybe force some more difficult shots, uh, that, that certainly helps. Uh, and, and as you said yesterday, TJ, Oscar Sheboy got better about that through the, throughout the year, and you expect Toppin and Collins to both improve in that aspect. Might have one of your better shot-blocking teams you've had in a while uh, next year. So uh, yeah. th that could mitigate whatever perimeter defensive problems you have. We'll need to see it before I believe it, but potentially you've got some freak athletes, you got some length. Um, and then I'm excited to see Livingston on the defensive end too. I think he should be good, but I don't feel as confidently as about saying he's going to be a stud like Wallace. And, and you know, I, I just get done on that big rant. Maybe Wallace is that guy. Like I'm sure there's people listening to that. And they're like, Wallace, you just mentioned he was a good defender. Wallace, Wallace, think about Wallace. Uh, maybe it's him. Maybe he's good enough mm -hmm. where he is your lockdown defender and then if he is, if he's – and he could be. He totally could be. Uh, if he is, then this it takes that team this upcoming basketball season to a whole new level. And I do love the fact that we'll get to see that sooner rather than later in the Bahamas. So that that will be – we don't have to wait till November. I got to keep reminding myself that. Really, we just need to wait – really, four months, less than four months? That's kind of cool. I can do that. Yeah, we can last that long. A texter says, one more player, one more player, one more player. No more debt. No more debt. Not sure why, because I know this is your area, but Nick's rant on horse racing is exhausting sometimes. Hey, it's what we do here. Man, if you all like some Nick slander on the text line, this is the Thornton's text line for y'all. <laughs> It doesn't oh, stop there, plenty of ladies, today. ladies and gentlemen. Another text says, crazy boot looking from Norlander on this Isaiah Wong thing. So oh, I, I was Norlander know. defending Wong? Was he saying how ridiculous? Was he saying it was ridiculous? What, I could see him being pro coach. He's very much in the pro coach camp for the most part. Um. um Okay. Uh, yeah, he, he was not happy about Wong. Someone oh, might want to let Wong know how billionaires become billionaires. By the by, I don't like the young man's chances of winning this one. What? I guess he's just saying, like, know your worth. Hey, ooh, he's signed and he wants more, but he's signed. And it's like, hey, have you ever met a guy by the name of Terrell Owens? Do you remember after he signed and then he was doing – crunches in his front yard trying to get more money from the eagles this is what people do norlander it is, it is just like do people not remember yeah <laughs> it was the biggest story in america for a while and as if like people could be shocked by this dude bring a team brings in new player for a lot of money player already on team says wait a minute i, want, I may I want, want more money, money. <laughs> why did we think this wasn't gonna happen like who would have thought this wouldn't have happened Oh, funny. I guess after 39 years as the top Kenny in UFL basketball, Kenny Klein couldn't take being knocked down a rung by Coach Bay. 
Just kidding. Congrats on a great career to him. The only incorruptible person in, in UFL athletics. <laughs> That's a great way to put it. <laughs> the one person George couldn't get to. He's like Varys uh, Ver in Game of Thrones. Like just he was always just doing what was truly best for U of L. Yep, and uh, outlasted them all. <laughs> but good. Was it a little much yesterday? Oh, it always is for stuff like that. But you know, he's a nice guy. It's worth exactly. it. I do. I. I. I don't think it was. I mean, there was some funny stuff. I'm going to tell you one here in a second. But uh, I. I think it's a hey. Be a good person and see how people respond to you like I, people notice good people and everybody kind of had a kenny klein good person story uh, i don't i didn't i did not have one but he was always very pleasant to me in our few probably i don't know five or six interactions just kind pleasant you could see why people spoke highly of him but i didn't have some story about him going out of his way to do something great or something like that but there was a ton of them and it was because yep. he was a good guy or he is a good guy. He's not. He's not dying. He's yeah, right. Right. He's still gonna right. be around. He's gonna be somebody too. That and I think he said this too. That like I'll be helping. Like I'll be around. I'll be helping out. I think he's gonna have a tough time, kind of totally stepping away. Um, right. Right. I think you'll see his face around U of L athletics. Here Hopefully, and there. it would be great if he got the cush gig where he can just go to whatever events he wants and they've got a seat for him. Which I have a feeling that's mm -hmm. going to be the case. And that that's it's like you're going to work without doing any of the actual work. We got to talk about this though, Justin. I want your opinion on this because it's your boy. It was Larry Vaught. He said Kenny Klein is the greatest man ever. Your Whoa. Thought. Huh. Um, so I've never Do you personally have Kenny met Klein number one in your human man rankings. I personally do not, but I've heard a lot of people that have met him had talked extremely highly of him. I've never been lucky enough to run across him. Um, so I don't I don't know if I could put him there, but I don't disagree with Larry putting him there because he probably knows him a lot better than I. Oh, wow. So number one over Jesus. I was going to say, like, I, I think Jesus has to be near the top. Mm-hmm. Would wonder, be... Maybe he's never met Jesus. Oh, he wow. Said, Go to church, Larry. Not a better guy in any field than Kenny Klein. Well, I've... I guess maybe not like the best human per se, but the okay. best, the best, Kenny Klein's the best to ever do a profession. Who, ah, uh, man. Ever heard of Michael I would Jordan? Say, I would say Muhammad Ali was a better boxer than anybody's ever boxed before. What about Picasso? So Kenny Klein better than Picasso. Kenny Klein better at college athletics media relations than Picasso at painting. It, can, is there? It's subjective. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to prove him wrong. Kenny Klein's ability to uh, disseminate uh, information quickly and uh, and and vet his and prepare his interviewees—it's right up there with Mr. Coca-Cola cooking up some of that sweet nectar down in Atlanta. I mean, best ever. Happy, happy retirement to Kenny Klein. Uh, anybody that's done athletics at U of L in any sort of capacity has nice things to say. That, that should make him feel feel good. Uh, questions for tomorrow's show. A texter says, given the new Louisville coaches have obvious Nike ties, but the Adidas deal obviously isn't going anywhere. Would it be possible for Louisville 
don't know if this one was for us or not. Would it be possible for Louisville players to get Nike-sponsored nil deals? Yeah, it definitely wasn't for us. The Adidas contract was written pre-nil, so I can't imagine there's any language in the contract that keeps players from making deals with competing shoe companies. Yeah, you just can't wear them during the games. That's um, by the, the, the letter of the law, if you will, even though I do think you're right, probably for Rutherford. I do think hiring a coach that hadn't coached in 15 years, I think is kind of a head-scratching move. But I can I can see what Kenny Payne is doing, and I don't think it's a bad strategy. It, he's very clearly trying to keep Nike ties very deep. And then I know he knows that the Adidas ties are already there. They're very natural. You're not going to be Adidas's number one program, but they're going to help you out when they can help you out. Maybe a little too much. Am I right, FBI? But they're going to help you out when they can help you out. And then if you've got all these Nike connections, I'm sure you could just convince folks at Nike, hey, for one year, he's going to be a one and done. We'll, we'll send him over Nike's way after we get done with him. But they, he's very clearly, he's got his Nike ties. You take a dude who hasn't coached at Oregon for 15 years, that screams to me, Nike ties. They, he's trying to, I think, keep that avenue open because the shoe wars are a real thing, and it does matter. And it has always been good for Kentucky to be on the Nike side of that thing. And it's always been, a bit of a hindrance for Louisville being on the Adidas side of things to the point that they cheated and they got caught. Same with Kansas. Suck Sticking it. pumpkin eaters. Cheater, cheater, pumpkin eaters. Are we going to dress the drama or what? Or should I just shut the hell up and listen to the first hour of the show? What was that, the so that was for me. That was that was for the Rutherford show yesterday. I'm hoping you oh, all can help right. me I out. I sent that one over because I wanted to know what the hell you were talking about. Yeah, what the hell were you talking about? <laughs> so. So you didn't you didn't hear it either then, I assume. No, oh, no. I, 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 I wasn't listening yesterday. Oh wow. So okay, we, so I had got un, I had texted drama. in at one point. Yeah, I had texted in at one point saying something. It what it was. I think it was even about the Reds. But Mike just went off, put me on blast. Him and Trevor, they were like, they they hate me. Our bromance is off. We're no longer friends. So I don't know what that's about. <laughs> well, was it because you took the shot at Rutherford to end hour one yesterday? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's that's like the only thing I can think of, but I didn't hear it addressed. So I was hoping you all heard it, but I didn't hear it. I'll have to go back and listen today. So all you heard was just a good old. You, you got you got. Uh, oh, I got hoed. You got your. I got hoed. Bromance is off. Not friends. We're we're not cool anymore. I was like, what? What I do? Do they not read you that text on air? Did they not read they that text on no. air? Well, I didn't. So I didn't know that the show was ending at 540 yesterday. So I texted that right at 540. Because I had sent a previous text, like asking what I did and that there was no response. So I, that was a follow up text. Oh, you double texted without a response. That's embarrassing. Oh, wow. That's so embarrassing. Jeez. You, don't, you don't want to be that girl. <laughs> You're not that guy. Or do I? You're not that guy. Or do I? Uh, Let's go to our last break. We'll come back. We'll finish up the text Ooh, line. Winners and losers from Thursday's NFL draft coming up next on KRC. No, that's not true. That's not true. Fall winners, draft. losers, NFL Fall draft. Fall. Well, we'll be talking some losers. That's for sure. We'll be back. One final segment. Kentucky roll call. Big X Sports Radio. I like the way you do that right there. Right there. Switch it down when you walk and let down your hair. Down your hair. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. How do you expect to run with the wolves come night? 
and we spend all day spawning with the puppies. Welcome back. One final segment of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. And we've got your Morgan. winners and losers on Kentucky Roll Call. Losers. Justin Kalen. Wow. Justin's getting it from all angles. Hey, Justin, you're not a loser. You're a winner, buddy. No kidding. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> When's it going to be Justin's turn, you know? I For did what? really like uh, the Jets draft. You know, I thought they did well. I don't, I don't, I don't care. But they did. Garrett Wilson, Jermaine Johnson best. fell that far. They were able to get him. Good job. Big, big loser, Roger Goodell. Did you see him do the, uh, oh, you he really did the handshake with Kayvon Thibodeau and Kayvon Thibodeau did the how high, uh, popcorn playa handshake and he just went with it. Pretty funny. He got got. got I got. didn't see it, but we were talking about a poker. I, with the, how many people just like hit his back? I wonder if he gets bruised. You know, he's an older man. And secondly, he's he's a tall guy. Yeah, tall big guy. Six, three, four, probably. Because he kind of like holds his own looking next to some of the largest humans on the planet. But um, yeah, I'm all drafted out. Oh, I'm not. I'm, I'm excited. Uh, actually, just going to be up late tonight watching it again. That was a. Ooh, I should say that. I'm all first round drafted out. I'm excited to see where the UK guy goes. Go. And I'm excited to see Green Bay's picks. But for last night, I'm I'm done with it. Last night was pretty great. I'm I'm I could talk about it all. I had so much fun. It was great having some uncertainty in an NFL draft. And uh it was also funny seeing uh Sean McVay laugh at the Patriots pick. So uh Rams don't need no picks. They're good. Rockets do Rob text into the Thornton's text line and says, Hey gents, what a wild NFL draft first round. Very happy with my Vikings opting back and taking Georgia DB TJ. Will your Packers ever pick a wide receiver in the first round again? Keep up your good work and hoping the wolves won't choke tonight. Rocket city, Rob. Good hearing from you, buddy. Um, I, you know, they could have maybe traded up and tried to get one of the bigger wide receivers, but if they weren't going to do that, I'm glad they did not reach for one at at their spot. Although they did get a bad draft grade for that pick, but I like it. I can't go wrong with George's defense, as far as I'm concerned. No, no, and I'm sure Nicobe Dean's going to be one of the first guys taken today. So Georgia had one, two, five first rounders off that defense. I'm going to say, yeah, five. No, not too shabby. And the best guy on the defense hasn't been picked yet. <laughs> this is the year to get them, everybody. This is it. They lose all those pieces, and they got to come to the Krogue, and I don't think they're going to like what happens to them. Nope, not one bit. Going to get a spanking from old Stoops. A texter says, I want to go back and watch. Oh, uh, okay, no, I missed one. UK has finally made it. All these SEC players being drafted and no UK players in the background. Of my life. I saw a couple, but for the yeah. most part, yeah, they weren't just getting torched on basically all of them. That's what, nice. One of them was came from an unexpected place, too. It was Iowa. It was Tower Linderbaum highlights. Normally, it's SEC guys, but uh, it was Linderbaum on that long screen touchdown they had. He was, you know, running downfield, hitting guy. Uh, that was the low point of the Citrus Bowl. That was when I thought the Cats were in trouble. But hey, we won that game, so I can't be can't be mad about them showing the other guys highlights. 
We did it, everybody. We did Woo. it. Texture says, I want to go back and watch the UK-Georgia game after seeing all their players drafted in the first round. Can't imagine that the rest of our offense was under. Well, I, I mean, I remember it. It was a tough offensive game. I mean, but UK actually, comparatively, compared to other teams, they had more success than most did, which maybe should get us excited for this upcoming season. Imagine... Um... <laughs> I remember when people were like, Stoops is trying to score way, way, way. It's like, are you, they've got five first round picks. Uh, yes, it took 15 minutes, an entire quarter, and like 22 plays to do it. And they had to just nickel and dime their way down the field. But by God, they did it. You, you, you take every point you can off that team. And it's like, you know, you're literally going against the best. It's the best practice you could get at that point. Kentucky wasn't winning that game, but. Let's go out there and, and keep working. And that's what we love about Mark Stoops. The texture says, the worst is when you place a heavy wager on a super light game, but you need to go to bed because you'll regret it in the morning. Do you just ride out the game to a late time or just hope and pray you see a winner when you wake up? Uh, hope and pray I see a winner when I wake up. It, it, I would just I'm say it depends for me, up. Justin. Like, yeah, I, I'm typically like that because – Unless it's uh, NCAA tournament, and I know that I'm going to be betting a lot of things, you know. I, but like right now, I haven't really bet that much. If I start, if I get back into sports gambling when the playoffs really crank up, and I have a wager on the late game, I'm going to stay up for it. I I don't. I guess there's some instances, but I feel like if I'm willing to stay up for it, then I really don't need to go to bed. So I don't know. Just. Move on to the next one. Dexter <laughs> says, well, I 100% stayed up and let me say this. That Mavs money line for a crisp hundo is that cheesy, wheezy cheddar with a side of some chips and queso from Salsaritas. <laughs> so it was worth it, baby. <laughs> cheesy, wheezy cheddar. Way to go, oh. bro. Proud of you. John here. Good morning to all. Man, my Chiefs got some good defensive picks. I would give them a C-plus for their draft grade. What would you give your team based on last night? Oh, 100% A-plus. Quarterback of the future. F. We got our guy, Scoots, the next Dan Marino. F. F is what I give. I'm really wishing that Wondell Robinson ends up as a chief. Seeing him play with Mahomes would be a Madden video game performance every Sunday. Well, got to go. Have a great weekend. Uh, I, I was making some predictions. The Chiefs have a couple picks late in the second round. Um, and... They hadn't taken a receiver yet, so I actually think that Robinson could end up being uh, – th that it could be a destination for him is the Kansas City Chiefs. No, we don't want that. Why not? Because we want him going to Green Bay. Ooh, but he could win a Super Bowl with Patrick Mahomes. He can just go to the NFC Championship with Aaron Rodgers. Grow up, buddy. <laughs> Drafted Kenny Pickett. I don't want to hear it from the oh, quarterback of the future, hometown hero. Can we give Scoots 30 seconds to describe the atrocities that happened in Salem, Oregon? Salem, Massachusetts. My fault. <laughs> Salem witch trials. I know what happened. I just got the wrong state. Oh, what, what, what happened? What happened? Can you tell us? What happened? We're, weren't TJ's they on trial? There, so they he can tell you all about it. Weren't they on trial for doing witchcraft? <laughs> yeah. I, I know what's going on. <laughs> that, 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 was your summary. that was your summary of the Salem witch trial. Yeah. Yep. Were they on trial for doing witchcraft? You nailed that simple, one, Scooch. You're all over it. That's what matter. they did in the Salem witch trial. You really can talk your way out of anything, huh? Simple is oh. better, I found. 
<laughs> oh man, that's your most Trevor moment you've ever had on this show. <laughs> <laughs> and the funny well, thing, of course, was, they... it, was a, it was a rebound <laughs> off of thinking that Salem was an organ too. <laughs> Or the witch trials, at least. <laughs> oh, it's, it's the end of the national week. Treasure. It's the end of the week. <laughs> we're, we're all in weekend mode. A texture says, uh, where where are we? Do they, they? They do give. Oh, yeah, go ahead. They do give a whole lot of scholarships to regular kids. Be smarter, you dingus. Makes the millions of dollars. And maybe they'll give you a better dorm. That's Make a good point, too. I, I could have got my own scholarships. That, that is a like a good that is a great point is that like scholarships while they're not easy to obtain they are far from impossible yep you know as much as it's like it's it's harsh to say that like hey well you should have gotten a scholarship well i couldn't have and still I, there's gonna be more text about our student debt today. oh yeah yeah there's people are gonna be very mad but you know what it's just consequences for actions um, uh, well i won't be as harsh as that i think uh, it, I, I, I think i'm totally all right like looking in to see were the interest rates were they predatory or you know you could do some investigations into that but at the end of the day nobody held a gun to your head to sign up for those loans and they need to be paid, and they need—they don't need to be paid by just average Americans who it's really none of their business. But so, um, but you know, again, I mean, I'm all for like looking into can some interest rates be paid back, or were people taken advantage of, or lied to, or something like that? Yeah, look into that, but also just don't give old TJ the bill. Yeah, I, I also would say if you want to spend a bunch of money on helping the student debt problem, maybe know use that fund classes the high school level that just explain to you how the real world works so you know how interest rates work you know how like you actually have a class that you go to that isn't some math that you're never going to use again i can't tell you hardly anything about what i learned in my chemistry class for example oh, yeah. um but but you know what when i had to sit through and watch stupid dave ramsey videos some of that stuff st sunk in and you might call him a crackpot and he kind of is and he's a little preachy but i at least know how interest rates work and you know <laughs> simple yeah. stuff one time got stuck on a bachelor party road trip with a guy who is a big dave ramsey guy and we were oh, yeah, driving yeah. and that's and kooky yeah. I don't know what was worse, hearing him talk about Dave Ramsey or actually listening to Dave Ramsey, but whichever one, I, oh, they, yeah. miserable car ride. Yeah, but uh, in general, like, hey, don't spend money that you don't have. It's not a bad concept. Uh, it, yeah, I, I think that that... <laughs> live, live within your means. It's, 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 uh, it's not that difficult. I do agree that more just like real life situations should be taught in middle school or even or certainly in the high school. Um, that yeah, would, uh, like how to change one. a tire you know just and like stuff. i wish i would have taken like a home back and learned how to build stuff yeah. you know i oh. love i love my dad and he's the the best dad in the world but i he was just similar of like well he would do some things on his own well, but for the most well, part, I, I, you just pay somebody to do it the right way instead well, it, of learning how to do it yourself there's also the um um you could have a, a lesson in your class of life skills, duct tape, zip ties, and WD-40. Here's all of the practical things you can fix with these three basic things. Like, just, Get on that. I yeah, need it. You know, like that, that's just stuff that you don't always get taught um, and would would help with a lot of problems. Yeah, I, I, I told, I, I've actually, this was like a wacky Wednesday thought, but I thought that like there should also just be like a weekend adult camp 
where you're like, you go and you drink beer and you eat well, but really you get taught like, hey, here's how you hang drywall. Here's how oh, you man, do, be... you know, some things around I... the house that you need to learn. And then yeah, like, like, you know, you, you leave on Sunday. And... Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'd be man. pretty sweet. And you just, you know, you well, could even you like get like some lawn tips too. You know, basically, I'm just saying I'm like building like a bachelor party where you just kind of learn a few ha- around the house ideas. But really, you just drink and you hang out with your friends. And man camp. Man camp. Wow. We're just a we're a idea factory. I mean, that would be better than the two week military camp. What was it? Military. <laughs> Scooch, would you go to man camp? Um, Probably not. It seems a little sexist if it was just adult camp. I mean, <laughs> Women are allowed. Well, not, not it's called man camp. It's a it's an abbreviation for man. I'm out. Well, I'm man out. camp. If there's yeah, no, yeah. no, there's no. If there's no women, I am out. No, no, no women are totally allowed. <laughs> Scoots, you're on one today, buddy. I love it. <laughs> I absolutely love it. <laughs> hey, fellas, Brad from Bellbrook here. I may have enjoyed draft night too much last night and paying for it today. What's your all's go-to hangover remedy? And this is not a plug. This is totally true. Cornbread hemp, a little bit of that, a lot of coffee. And uh, uh, I, if, if if you can afford the luxury, uh, the three ibuprofen and then fall back asleep for like 30 more minutes. Mm, not all of us are so privileged, Roush. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just chock full of it. I don't have a go-to hangover cure different hangovers call for different things but it is always funny having to go to what my last what is my last resort and that is hair of the dog yeah it's all and sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't but it's always a fun mystery figuring out which one it's going to be taken it's one getting to that point is like man i'm if you see me super hungover with a beer early in the morning then i'm really hungover and either it's going to help and i'll feel solid or it'll just make me want to puke my guts out Great the, uh, for whatever for coming off of like five hours of sleep. The uh last week I had one where I did the hair of the dog and it worked, but it was it was like five o'clock. It wasn't technically hair of the dog. I just had a bloody mary late in the day. But Sunday I did the like one o'clock beer, and that was that one it did it went the wrong way. It just made me feel worse. Yeah, yeah. those were the worst. And it's a dangerous it, game. Yeah, you do it, and then like then it kind of makes you like tired, but your body is aching or hurting or whatever it may be, and you just get in this weird like state. Yeah, drinking just not nearly as good as other alternatives. I think we all would agree to that. Uh, the yep. the side effects the next day definitely are. Yeah, but the, hey, shout out Bloody Marys. Uh, did not understand them when I was younger. Totally do now. Yeah, I'm still not brave enough, unfortunately. (laughs) Justin left college with debt and athletes didn't. It's like it just hurts him that the college didn't care about him or want him there other than that he was a customer. They wanted a customer. He paid them to let him go there. If there's an athlete they want there because he will make them money, they'll try to entice him there. Hmm, Weird concept. Uh, A little capitalism. uh, That's a good text. Well, I didn't make the university any money. So, <laughs> Scooch is checked out, folks. <laughs> checked out. Oh, th- these are going to be really good. I'm about to get roasted. Uh, great point about student debt. Our 20 years in Afghanistan 
costs $2 trillion. That comes up to $300 million per day, tax money. But Roush is right. Lower and middle class kids should ignore the corruption and pay their bills without whining. It's only 50 bucks a month, folks. That's all it is. 50 bucks a month. Read, Iculus. <laughs> that one's, I, I like and that. I, I, think, I think a lot of these are the same person. And sorry, <laughs> not just trying to crap on this guy, but the thought you were saying, Justin and Kalen, were on the show and that sounded fun. Then found out that you were just saying a guy named Justin Kalen. Womp womp. <laughs> Damn. Oh man, no, you roasted. Um, Why does Nick's cornbread yeah, imp have have fifty cents candy shop playing in the background? If Trevor produced it, I smell sabotage. Oh, he definitely produced and added that. I did not. I just I just do the audio part. Uh, but it does that. I feel like that is it might be an appropriate selection. It's like you're eating candies. Candies of yeah, delicious, delicious CBD. They are delicious to eat, but mm -hmm. they make you even feel better. Did you guys read the Afghanistan guy? Dude, why do you think we why why would you think? <laughs> Did we read the Afghanistan papers <laughs> in the Washington the Post? <laughs> it's it's all there. The feds had no real plan. <laughs> 75 to 80 percent of that two trillion dollars line the pockets of the weapons manufacturers, but these People should just stop complaining about the student loan heist and just accept the corrupt system. Like Please, said, I'm, uh, I'm looking into. I'm all for looking into like predatory interest rates, but that's not just uh, giving everybody student loans. That's a far. That's that's a long bridge. I'd love to. Uh, we're, well, what about what about Afghanistan? We spend a lot of money there. Can we? Well, you can say that about any problem that this is wrong in America. Yeah. Well, uh, Afghanistan, we spend a lot of money on that. We can spend money on other things. Like. Uh, Sorry, I don't. I don't think you can just what about your way to Afghanistan budget. And yes, war can make a lot of rich people even richer. That is nothing new. Please never have Nick mention student loans again. Says one texter. Another texter says fifty bucks a month. I can't believe someone would say that with such confidence. You really thought that this student loan crisis was because people don't want to pay fifty bucks a month? Don't take me too seriously. I'm out of touch on a lot of things too. But damn, Roush. Wow. <laughs> that was kind of like I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. Text. Yeah, well, because I'm pretty sure fifty was what I would pay while I was actually in school. Um, where it was like, here's here's how you don't let your if you pay this, then your interest won't pile up a ton. Like that was something that I researched and had to figure out or else it was really going to hit me. But I didn't pay off as much as Scoots did, but it was around 30K and I did it in a couple of years. Um, and I paid more on it and I just didn't spend my money on other things as much. Hold on. I, gotta, I, I lived it. Yeah. It's I got to get that pinned down. How much do you make a year? Was that how much? Um, well, you know how much we make from this show. So that's, <laughs> I mean, right in the six figures. So, I mean. Take the taxes out, carry the one. I mean, I actually, my $50 a day, I could do it $50 a day instead of $50 a month with this big X. We, we are bigger and Xier after all. The biggest and Xiest. A texture says, I have a small bone to pick with sauceritas, and I need y'all to get me answers. They have removed the Mexican donuts from the menu in the deluxe Fiesta pack, and I need them back. Well, maybe I'm to blame because I never had them. I never did the Mexican Same. donuts. That was uh, I don't even are you sure they haven't had those for a while? I don't even remember seeing those on the menu anytime recently, but I could have just missed it. So they probably took them off the menu because maybe people weren't eating them, but maybe people weren't eating them because they didn't even know they existed. Hmm. We'll get to, just next time Pam posts on the Facebook page, just comment on it. It she'll she'll see it. 
I will next time she does it. We'll get to the we'll get to the bottom of it, Texter. We'll yes. find out what the hell happened to these Mexican donuts. Uh, Texter on the Thorn Six Line says, "Good morning, DJ Nick Scoots. Thinking of TJ's question about has Larry Vaught met Jesus? My guess is no. Larry's schedule's been too busy between uh, Southern vacations and uh, interviews with uh, UK athletes. You lo- what was the what was the part before the UK athletes? Female UK athletes." Okay, I thought yeah, I thought you may have missed a word there. No. Uh, texter says consequences for actions equal a bunch of text after an odd take. <laughs> <laughs> Nick has figured out life. He knows interest rates. Explain. <laughs> oh man! I also love too that when we wade into something that we're only half-ass knowledgeable of, and you just give a half-ass take, and it just uh, people we're just letting them poke holes through it because. It's, it's, it's my knowledge of the situation. A texter says, uh, man camp is a great idea. Yeah, it is. I'm sure something uh, like that exists, but it would be cool. Just get like a Ron Swanson who just knows how to do a ton of different mm. stuff. And then you get like six guys. You could, if you wanted to like do it in a camp setting, I guess you could. Uh, and then you just drink and then oh, you have the person tell you how to do cool stuff. The, uh, I got a, a couple of my neighbors. They're the, uh, they're, they're, they're the, the mayors of my little court they've been here the longest. And one of them, he's a, a woodworker. So he is kind of like Ron Swanson where his hobby is not only like, uh, I, I walked by yesterday, he had three different saws out, one of which he had just refurbished. So he, he refurbishes old tools. Um, and then he turns them in. He, he's about to make a like coffee table. And he was telling me how he takes this old wood and recycles it and strips it down. He's going to taper the legs. And it's like, wow, I, this is fascinating. And I can be, you know, I'm on you. <laughs> incredible, incredible stuff. Sorry, was on so mute been, there. All good. All good. Yeah. I but I at least have one guy who can teach me part of me in camp living down the street. So there we go. One box checked. A texter says, I'll be building my house next spring. I'll be sure to set a day aside and invite the KRC bo- boys over to help me put up walls and drink a few brews. Man, that okay. Come on. First things first. Would be a pretty cool accomplishment. You're a badass. And that that's like the ultimate um dad brag. Yeah, well, I, I built my house. Like what what are, that's gotta be such a rewarding feeling. Difficult but rewarding. I've praised a house in the Highlands that like two guys said like, yeah, we built this house. And like you don't get new constructions in the Highlands all that often. Right. And it wasn't really technically the Highlands, but for a general point of reference, it's a good enough area. And they were like, yeah, we tore down the old one that had been around since like 1900. We had to, we initially like weren't planning on digging out the basement, but as we went on, we had to. So it was like basically just, we had to take down a new one old house and then we just, two guys basically put up this new one you know i'm sure they had some construction help in some regards but it was awesome i was like that's and then they sold it for like nearly half a million dollars and i was man that would be pretty sweet pretty pretty sweet a texture oh uh this this person who's just having a rough day cool and funny oh, to laugh about yeah. spending 300 million dollars every day for 20 years in a war that was over in a few weeks no big deal that we spent 300 million dollars a day over there for about 20 years let's giggle about it um 
Man, we, person you know, really nihilistic. Just like we, I can't we, be. We gotta, we gotta get you some cornbread hemp. <laughs> Seriously, we're actually dude. doing a text cornbread hemp giveaway, and you're the winner. You go <laughs> cornbread hemp. You put in the promo code. This is just for you, Big Exports Radio. You'll get thirty percent off. Uh, in all seriousness, I do wonder if you like. Do you keep that same energy for pandemic response and how businesses were just shut down and some never came back? for a virus that we kind of had figured out, you know, four months into it, that it really comes after the old and the obese. Um, I just like, I wonder why you default to Af the Afghanistan for your like, Oh, I hate that we did this, the system. So big government, they screwed us. Cause yeah, it's, it's been years unless you, you know, but whatever. Just one. I also don't think that there's like a lot of people too, who are like pro happy that we went to war and have been over there for 20 years. I, I agree with that. Most people are generally like, yeah, kind of sucked that we were got into this war. Correct. Not a big fan of it. My point <laughs> is, like, I wonder why that's your your hiccup today. Because, like, yeah. we didn't, you know, you you went there. There's plenty of things to get mad about government spending on, you know? Sure. Yeah. I'm just curious. Asking. What is your favorite day of the week? Great text. And oh, show. man. You have um, a good answer for this one. I would say uh, Friday, too, be... because not only do we get, or no. excuse me. Yeah, I messed that's up. incorrect. You know, I was gonna say I really do like the Thursdays. Thursdays you get a fun night event, and then you roll into a Friday morning show, and you don't know what you're gonna talk about. So Friday's my favorite week of the day of the week to do radio, but don't know if it's my favorite day of the week, Justin. My favorite day of the week, hands down, without question, Saturday. It's the day I get to sleep in most weeks. Um, pretty, I, I love sleeping. So any day I get to sleep in, it will take the cake for me. I think as humans change and as you get older, your favorite day of the week should also change. But currently mine is Saturday. There's no better feeling in the world than waking up on Saturday morning, whether it's like at five, which sometimes it is for me or six, um, just because I normally wake up six most mornings, but, or if I actually sleep in a little bit and can like make it to eight or nine and just waking up and being like, guess what? Got the whole day, got the whole night. And I get to sleep in the next day. Sunday morning's great too, but there is a feeling of like, oh boy, I better enjoy sleeping in because I know what tomorrow is. And so you like, you kind of have, you, you feel a little anxious. The Sunday scaries are a real thing. So I'm going Saturday, everybody. Hot take, Saturday. Sundays in the fall are pretty great. That is great. Yeah. Yeah, that is great. Man. Uh, all right, I think we... Um, one person said Roush pissed off the liberals. <laughs> but they said another word that we're not going to say. So uh, I think that's I, thought I was the I thought I was the liberal in the show. No, you've changed, buddy. You've changed. Oh, gosh. Now um, MAGA Roush over here. Going to see you in your red hat at Churchill Downs this next weekend. Um, white hat. Thank you very much. Man, I'm excited. We've got uh, one more show on Monday. Then we're on the backside next week. Hey, we're less than a week away. From the Derby, Thurby, Oaks festivities, whether I, I, I don't like what these meteorologists are telling me. They're giving, they're doing the thing where it's like we're just going to have thirty percent chance of rain for all of the days that you love, and it's going to be our cop out for when it inevitably rains on one of them. That's spring in Kentucky. There's a thirty percent chance of rain every single day in Kentucky. Uh, today is really i mean even today literally is no different the mm -hmm. forecast for next week in case you're wondering we're looking at 30 73 mm -hmm. high 73 
37% chance of rain. Oaks, high of 69, 42% chance of rain. Derby, high of 62, 24%. I would hit a big red button right now and lock yeah. in 66 for Derby. Nice and cool. Red. Oh, yeah. And if it's sunny, mm. it'll feel nice. I mean, if it's cloudy, 66 can feel like slightly chilly. I mean, if you're a baby. M- but- might be pants, though, for the Derby. Like pa- Pants are probably going to be the way to go instead of shorts. I don't know. I don't think so, especially if you're going to be out moving around and all that stuff. But I, um, it'll be borderline. We'll see. We'll see how uh, as it gets closer. But either way, freaking fired up. Derby week. Whoo! We're going to be here before you know it. Everybody have a great weekend. Be safe. Uh, I don't expect any big time UK news this weekend, but I guess you really never know in the in the world of Kentucky. So if there is, we'll be back on Monday to talk about it. If there isn't, we'll still be back on Monday to talk about something. Enjoy your weekend. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Extra Radio. Oh, cow. Hey, PJ Walker, Nick Rouse. Now walk it out. Now walk it out. Now walk it out. Now walk it out. West, I walk it out. I walk it out. I walk it out. I walk it out. I walk it out.